I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the Shameless Sex Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 50% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's Welcome. November, November, November. Oh, what's November? I have your mustache. I have my mustache on right now. No, you don't. I shaved it. Do you shave? I just use a, what's that? Th- buzzy. Little oh, thing. I love the buzzy the, thing. Actually, the manscaped thing, but. Oh, you use the manscape on your face? Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I don't have that many hairs. You actually have like very little hair in your I body. I know, but I get like one or two. I get the full bush. Yeah. I get like a full beard. I, I know you do, you, but you have so much hair. I know, I have a lot of hair. Like, uh, you have like three sprouts for every <laughs> follicle. If I were to grow my full bush, it would be like the most massive. The 70s porn bush? Yeah, so like, Down but, your but legs. bigger, but bigger. <laughs> yeah, like growing up on the sides of the thighs. My partner wants to be like, can you just grow all of it? I was like, I don't think. So I, I rock a bush, but I trim it. With the manscape, by the way, because um, Volvo. This is not even a, a no, it's not. No, we just use it because but, we have. But if I was like to go full bush, it would be like full on. Even like the most conservative bathing suit, you would see bush sticking out. And you've seen me after not shaving for like seven days. Like, where's your hair, bitch? And I'm like, it's not there. <laughs> but what the the mustache thing comes it's November. from? It's November. This is why we're talking about it's prostate this. awareness month. It's, it's actually it's all about penis owning health, like yeah. penis, which penis is next owners. week's episode. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. This episode is about squirting, and this squirting. episode's fucking awesome. Oh my god, I learned so much. I love him, Kenneth Play. But just to finish it off, we are opening uh, the month of November to raise awareness about just health in general of of penis owners because yep. we we know that uh, the butt can be a bit scary for some penis owners. The buck can be real scary. But we'll talk about that next week, so tune in about prostate health, but that's why we're talking about mustaches. And pleasure. And we're telling you about our bushes. Yeah, and our own. <laughs> Side note, bushes. <laughs> and I try to shave my anus hair and almost cut myself. Oh, yeah, that so one don't time. don't do that. No, Whoopsies. I did it again. Oh, God. again? Really? Yeah, I just gotta find the right angle. Jesus. It's only the left side. Do you want me to I do can't... it for you? I don't know. It might be a better choice. that yet. Oh, my God. Okay, well, anyways, um, so this <laughs> is about how to squirt, gush, and have juicy orgasms. Specifically talking about pleasuring vulva-owning individuals who have G-spot, G-areas. Although, he does say there are ways to do it without touching the G-spot. Clitoral stimulation, all kind of anal stimulation. He talks about all of it. I love how he combines. So you'll listen. He's a super knowledgeable human, but he combines science yeah, he's, with yeah. all of these. So, but he was also a personal trainer. So he uses like this gym kind of approach. It's like, like a, it's like a sex hacker, but like, like with a, all the science or behind a, like it. a trainer. If you hired yeah. a trainer, and I love that because he worked with Dr. Jana, who's yeah, been on our show before. She's amazing. And there, so there's a lot of solid research and statistics around um, the information that he's providing and a lot of personal experience too also he's been and rubbing a lot of, of videos that yeah. that uh i consented to watching yes. and um i was like wow that is quite f- fascinating slash pretty sure if we recorded amazing. this in person because he's in new york right yeah 
New York, Brooklyn. I think it was yeah. in Brooklyn. So if we did this in person, I'm pretty sure uh, I at least could have had my G-spot rubbed yeah, that's by what him. You said. Yeah. He's he like, would have showed me how yeah. to do it. I was like, I would have not participated, but I would have been like the reporter at yeah. the voyeur. And I'd be like, so this is what I learned, everyone. And because um, my body is... Well, a research temple. And um, anyways, um, just a little um, side note. I'm going through some personal shit right now. So if you ever hear me sound like a fucking dumbass, um, that's because I'm on the verge of tears left and right. I'm okay. I'm okay. And I'm just a robot. April's a robot, but I'm going through a lot of personal stuff. And um, so I'm just going to be real about that. But that, I'm um, here for your chip. Shake and bake, baby. Shake shake I got and this bake. girl over here. She's like, I got you. I'm like, can you can you get me today? Because I do feel like the world, though, and I don't know if anybody hard. else has been feeling that. I don't know if the, it's the change. If you're on the northern hemisphere, I don't know if it's the changing of of the the seasons because it has felt more cold and it's getting darker and we're changing the clocks back in the United States. Um, in some States, uh, starting this Sunday before, I mean, this podcast is going to come out after that, but I feel like collectively I have other friends going through some shit too. And, and as a collective whole, I, I put out an Instagram post of you and I on my personal one yesterday because I was like, wow, I feel like we all just need more love. There's yeah. a lot of shit out there right now that's, even when I scroll through like the documentaries, I'm like, this is all so fucking depressing. I'm just going to watch Friends again. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> or a, Sex in the City. Some joy and laughter or yet or just more gentleness. Just more love. And that's what I've just been calling it, more love. And I feel you and, and, uh, and it's, it's a hard place to be in. And sometimes even even whether you're a person of of any caliber any age it's life is can be fucking hard we thought it would get easier too it just doesn't get easier <laughs> yeah you know I, I did think i was like once i hit maybe 30s it's gonna be so easy it'll be so easy and this i'm like no this fucking shit sucks well also got harder because we started doing the deep work and then you open up the doors which is a blessing, by the way. I recommend doing the deep work, but it opens up the doors to like, holy shit, now I know how to really feel everything, and there's a lot to feel. It's like a, a, our lifetime of feeling, and sorry if y'all don't believe in ancestral, ancestral trauma, but um, I'm deep in that stuff, and so and, and there's no one to blame. It's just a part of the experience. No, so, I blame my yeah. dad. You know what? I'm still holding on to that. No. <laughs> so I go into my dad. All right, read, oh, read me a testimonial, shit. Chip. This is such a good <laughs> testimonial. When we received this, it was just a few days ago. I was really elated by every word. So thank you to this listener. We're not going to say your name, but thank you for sending this testimonial. I loved your episode with Kyer Wilshire. The essay he read near the end was so poignant. I share the desire for normalization of the human body and its innate beauty. I also made my first order from Pure Pleasure Shop, and I'm having some fun with that. And I got on field a while back and have had some interesting experiences there. That was in air quotes. <laughs> you gals really are wonderful, and I love that he called us gals. Yeah. Thanks for what you're doing. Yeah, you keep having fun. And so Kyer was the one who took a whole bunch of wonderful... It was wonderful, a bonus episode. Yeah. A bonus episode with uh, lovely photos of us. Uh, can't, we can't say the location because we weren't supposed to be half naked there, but we were half naked there <laughs> in Santa Cruz somewhere. And um, if you're not following us on Instagram, Instagram, go to Shameless Sex Podcast on Instagram and you'll be able to see some of why them. Why weren't we allowed to be naked there? Uh, I can't say why because they might know where it is, but we were not allowed. Okay. <laughs> why? Uh, my detective, April, the dildo I'll tell detective. You later. I'm the dildo I'll tell detective. you later why, but it's a perfect location. And um, it's so private and uh, they're beautiful. We're starting to put them on Instagram, but his episode was about um, uh, taking erotic self 
portraits uh, and as well as hiring someone to do erotic self-portraits. And then also about, you know, the sexting culture and the ways we can set the scene. You know, there's not like to take some your dirty socks in the background. Yeah. And lighting. Or and a turd in the toilet. Yeah, or a turd. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. That was not me. I had nothing to no, do with that. No, it wasn't, but it was... Yeah. It was, it was, it was it, great. And yeah. the, the essay you're speaking about was someone who, look, if you saw the photo of that person, they like, oh my God, they're so perfect. They would never have had body shame. And in that they were saying, I have body shame. Um, I wish the whole world could be more free to be naked, and it was really helpful. I started that experience. crying. Well, I, I didn't wasn't uh, hysterically crying, but I teared up and had to hold That's it crying. back <laughs> during the. Well, when we were interviewing him, when he huh. read, when Kaya read the the um, the essay, because it was so beautiful, yeah. and and the photos. I mean, th- I have the book here at my house. It's a coffee table book. Their photos are just incredible too. So yeah, it's a uh, yeah, just in time for the holidays. I mean. What do you get someone that has everything? I was thinking that a book of natural beauty, naked people doing Wim- things is vulva owning individuals. Yeah, this is true. All over, the, but in the most tasteful, na- but in beautiful nature. The one with the fucking waves. Okay, don't even anyway, get me started. Go check tangent. it out, everyone. <laughs> Are you ready for a sex question? Yes, please. All right. I just listened to the episode with Lisa Lampanelli, which was last week, I believe, or the week before doesn't matter good question is a uh, comedians talk about sex and relationships um and i and it was eye-opening particularly when she was talking about not even thinking about sex anymore i'm a male late 40s married to a female who is six years older she has been through menopause and since then her sex drive has plummeted i admit it has been a struggle for me as we used to have a robust sex life i'm not seeking any ways to change her attitude towards sex I get it's largely physiological and beyond her control, but I am looking for ways to manage my sex drive with the caveat that masturbation in my home is challenging because of three adult children still living at home. And quite frankly, my wife's lack of interest in all things sexual has extended to making me feel like a deprived pervert if I mention a need or desire to take care of matters myself. Woo, tricky stuff. And also, we just got that other message on Instagram, by the way, from, mm. from a listener mm-hmm. who was slightly triggered by that podcast. Right. And we did have a disclaimer because that was uh, an out of the box podcast for yeah. us. We typically don't do, I, I, we love all sorts of, of, Uh, and support comedians. Nick's been on our show before, Nick Scopoletti, who was part of their podcast. And we we were free rolling and we knew they're not sex educators, but they're funny as hell. And they like talking about sex. And they're talking about themselves. And then, uh, I mean, she was a roaster on on Comedy Central. That's her job, yeah. That was her job to roast and she's fucking good and she's genius. And when we were talking, I was like, oh, this is going to trigger some folks and and we understand. And there's... um, a lot of, of, I think, light around just laughter and the medicine of laughter yeah. because uh, that helps. And obviously, we don't want it to be at anyone's expense. Yeah. And I appreciate the feedback from folks that felt compelled to, to let us know. And also, um, uh, I encourage people to, right? Sometimes, sometimes stuff isn't going to be comfortable. Well, I think a lot of the conversations we have is that um, your brain is your largest sex organ, that anything is possible. If you work hard enough at whatever you want, then you can obtain it. And hormones are a real thing. Uh, aging is a real thing. And while I don't want to say, okay, fine, you go through menopause, it's all over. And, and Lisa Lampanelli, actually, when she said that, we were like, wow, you're the first person we've had that said, this change, she's 60 now, 
She's like, all the holes are closed. I'm fucking happy about it. And that's pretty shameless if you think about totally. it. Totally. And she's honoring her wishes because we asked her questions on that on the show about masturbation yeah. and uh, if the right person came along. And she and also she's spoke about the yeah. codependency stuff and yeah. how there's been a lot of hard stuff that made it. She's finally liberated. And so for the person that was triggered, we're not actually great, grateful for your message, which wasn't this, this sex question person, because I understand what you're saying uh, that if we normalize it and we were we did not give the warning before, people might buy into that and be like, oh yeah, oh that's fine. That's just how it's supposed to be. There's not one way it's supposed to be. Some people we all say get to sex gets better after 60. Totally. 100%. It, it's different for everyone. And so for this person who is saying, I don't want to change my partner. I'm just looking at how to manage my high sex drive that still exists. What are my options here? Like, what do I do? Um, you have three children at home. You want to masturbate more. What do you do? Um, well, showers and the bathroom and your private time in that space can be a good place. It muffles sound. Uh, it's, it's a space just for you. Um, so, you know, there still are. I mean, we visit sex shops all over the country. There still are sex shops that have rooms where you can go and do your masturbation business. It still exists. And so the the menopause piece, which I don't know the age difference between the two. He said he's in six, his late 40s. She's six years older. She's six years older, so she's probably in her 50s. Um, we've had episodes with urologists, too, on the, on the show that have said that with menopause and changing bodies and hormones, um, there are things that are, are available to folks. Um, uh, that it, the episode with Dr. Oh, Nicole Eisenbrown. Good job. Yeah. See, you're sharp well, as a I love fucking that. That tech, was a good episode. Uh, that, for instance, was informative Very. and it gave me hope yeah. for getting older. And I don't want to close all of my holes ever. And if I need to take it in a nostril, I will. <laughs> It's deep. Just saying. So I just. But that's everyone's personal choice. It it is, and and I completely support that. I'm just saying, if uh, this uh, this dude, male, sorry, I'm calling you dude. My mom would be mad because I call her dude too. But if 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 your partner's open to perhaps exploring ways to initiate. more desire arousal shifts, right? That could be hormonally um, shifted with with treatments from a urologist or or with different. I mean, there's so many. It just depends on the human. It depends on what they're into. It depends on how much money you want to spend because that shit can get expensive. Totally. And I don't know if your insurance. Why does insurance uncover that? I don't know they, because they should. Yeah, I'm gonna should someone just seriously. Kidding, but, well, oh. it would make a, the world a happier place. But right? also, so this other this this person is also saying they feel like a depraved pervert. If they mentioned their need or desire to take care mm. of, of to take matters into their own hands, and it's interesting that when your wife had a sex drive, you weren't the pervert, but now that they don't, now you're a pervert because you haven't changed, and um, that's interesting to me because that's I think that's just society's shame. Like there's something wrong with you now that the balance is off, or it's the, there's a change, or there's something that's different, but you're still just fine. You're you. Well, I'm wondering if that. So they're also saying that they uh, that he has. The, well, both of them obviously. They have three adult children living at home. So my thing that I just wanted to approach in a way that maybe the depraved pervert comment, which I would, um, you know, I would encourage you to not ever think you're a depraved pervert. 
because uh, if it's a lack of privacy or thinking that you don't have the space to be on your own sexual pleasure game because you live with people and I don't know the size of their home, but sometimes you lack privacy. I, that happened to me when I, when I lived with my partner and, and a teenager, I'd feel like sometimes I could only go in the bathroom by myself with my vibrator. That's fucking loud. Yeah. And, and there was shame around that or someone would walk in and be like, Oh my God, did they hear? And so that can be really challenging. So one thing, which isn't easy, if you ever feel compelled to, you don't have to talk about your masturbation practice or anything with your children, but you could say, I need some self-care time. Yeah. Or something. That's what Lisa Welsh just said, I believe. Like, I, Total, is, yeah, totally. Well, the last that, episode. That was, that was last, last Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, you're right. Yeah. That was last episode. That, like, it doesn't have to be, I need to go pleasure myself or wank myself or bang out myself or whatever you're doing time but I need some me time so I'm gonna close this door and no one bug me until I come out yeah and and that could be a thing right and the last thing I'll add here that will trigger warning to people who are triggered when we talk about non-monogamy and sometimes when there's desire discrepancy issues, which is what's happening right now in this relationship where one person wants more more sex or touch or whatever and the other one wants less, um, if that's really important to us, uh, speaking to the person that has more desire... Sometimes you might need to weigh out how important that is and and speak to that. It do, might not mean it's not like ultimatum. You know, I need to go fuck other people, and if not, then I'm going to leave you. I have something to add to that because so it's the digital age. You can use cam models and sex toys, and if you can check in oh, with your partner first, toys, the, yeah. you, that feel like you can. Well, you can watch porn. There's certain. Uh, satisfiers Bluetooth sex toys. That's what I'm saying. And you yeah. can you can have devices that that link up to, to products. So there's tech out there that doesn't allow that doesn't, I'm sorry, doesn't uh, require you to go outside and find a sex worker or cheat on your partner or spouse. Or even find a third uh, yeah. with eth- ethically. Right. So yes, I'm saying if there is if there is an uh, the, the conversation isn't received well by the partner yeah. and um, the ethical non-monogamy isn't a, on the table, which yeah. for some folks it just wouldn't be. Um, that is another option, and I love that option. Totally, and and I think it's still worthy of a conversation if it's super important to you. The shitty thing is that you're feeling like a depraved pervert, and that's not not your wife's fault, and that's also... Not how you want to live your life. So, like, what can you do to ma- take matters into your own hands um, to make it so that you don't have to feel that way without pressuring your partner to change because you don't want to do that too? How can you work together um, and make something beautiful out of something that's really challenging? So, um, which will lead me into something that is a little related but a little different because here's the thing when bodies change, so can our, our desires for touch. Uh, I know my, my body, I'm 30, 36. The ways I like to be touched now are different from when I was 20. Sometimes they differ every day. Um, and this is one reason why I love OMGS. If you go to omgs.com slash shameless, you will know what I'm talking about. They have two different seasons. The first one is all about external play. So this is for vulva owners, how to touch the vulva externally. Whether you're a vulva owner and you want to learn how to have bigger, better orgasms, maybe you don't know how to touch yourself. Um, or maybe you love 
love vulvas and you want to learn how to touch them. Season two is all about internal pleasure and it shows you these real-time videos with, how many, was it 20,000? So there's 20,000 vulva owners, uh, 18 to 95 years old. And these are scientific studies, y'all. So the, they're conducted in partnership with a university and the Kinsey Institute, which are all researchers, which uh, I'm so grateful for. And omgs.com slash shameless, you can get 10% off both seasons, one season, and that's locked in for life so you don't have to buy it again and again it's one time and then you can get all of the tools and there's modules and it's they're short and they're so fucking practical it's tasteful it's not porn it's really well done and and we're visual learners and for these the sex question right here like maybe also y'all just need to learn new ways to touch because the bodies have changed now i'm I'm not guaranteeing it's a guaranteed orgasm but let what you know let's not try to learn as our bodies change more or if your body feels great and you're having great orgasms why not check it out and learn more tips l magazine said it's the best gift you could ever give yourself which i love uh it is all my clients would attest to that (laughs) go check it out everyone all right read us a bio chip all right then I love Kenneth Play, by the way. He's the best. We're going to have him back on the show, too, oh by the God. way. He can we share. have to yeah, because he's, he's so fucking good. Okay. Kenneth Play is an international expert on female pleasure who was named the world's greatest sex hacker by GQ and Men's Health. Kenneth has been featured by more than 100 media outlets, including the New York Times, Nightline, Cosmo, Playboy, Vice, and Huffington Post. Kenneth's forthcoming book, Beyond Satisfied, A Sex Hacker's Guide to Endless Orgasms, Mind-Blowing Connections, and Lasting Confidence, will be released in 2022. To learn more, visit kennethplay.com and use code SHAMELESS for 50% off his Sex Hacker Pro course. But first... Listen up, y'all. It's the age of convenience and technology. It's also about time to trade in your aging, outdated vibrator to get yourself a cutting-edge pleasure device that will have you feeling satisfied you're living in this digital age. Satisfier makes affordable and beautiful vibrators and air pulse stimulators that we love. With their new line of Bluetooth-enabled products, you can pair your Satisfier with the Satisfier Connect app. This means you can take your long-distance love to a new level because the app allows you to connect with someone in another room or another country. Now that's satisfying. I love air pulse stimulation so much that on my last weekend getaway, I packed the love triangle. It's incredible because it gently wraps around your clit and delivers a combination of pressure waves and vibrations. Now, the love triangle is as essential as my toothbrush. Satisfier is offering our lucky listeners 30% off any Satisfier when you go to Satisfier.com and enter code SHAMELESS30 at checkout. Again, if you're looking for one of our favorite new devices, go to S-A-T-I-S-F-Y-E-R.com and use code SHAMELESS30 for 30% off. Go check it out. You will be so satisfied. All right, it's interview time. All right, everyone. Guess what time it is? It's not tool time. It is. <laughs> Maybe it is. So all the young humans are like, what the fuck is tool time? <laughs> nope, it's uh, squirting time, gushing time. It is interview time. And we are here today with Kenneth Play. And let me tell you, so if you go to shamelesssex.com and you look up the number one to five top Googled episodes or topics, it's anal and squirting. And so we are here today. Well, we might talk about anal because it comes up all the time. It's a universal orifice. Everyone, la- you know, everyone has one. Uh, we are here to talk about squirting, or gushing, the how-tos. What is it all about? How do you do it? How do you learn to do it for yourself? How can you 
uh, have a partner squirt and provide that wonderful, beautiful offering. Is it even real? Because that is still a question. Um, and I have some opinions about that, but uh, it isn't about me. We Let's dive in. So first of all, so we already told you a little bit about Kenneth, but Kenneth, can you tell us and our listeners about how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality? This could be in your personal life as well as an educator, etc. Well, I probably have one of the most like unlikely sex educator story. I was such an insecure Asian immigrant in this country. I always felt so sexually invisible. I moved here when I was 11. So it's this awkward age with dyslexia. So I mastered bad Chinese and bad English. So <laughs> good luck, listener, with my English. But <laughs> however, it was a really awkward time for me. And I've always been very sexual, but tons of insecurity. Always worry about my cock size and being a average size penis owner here you watch porn all this time and you're thinking you're not worthy if you don't have a porn star cock so i grew up with that and i thought if i get really fit and and look like a superhero it will like raise my stock and like hopefully get me lay it actually didn't happen i was a lifeguard at Coney like i was a lifeguard at Coney island beach in brooklyn and I was relatively fit, but the internal insecurity never kind of went away. But I also learned how to hack their human body, do fitness, like all the biohacking, fitness hacking. Like how do you have really low body fat and grow muscle and do all those weird things? So I figure if I could apply the same thing I learned in fitness, the methodology, and can I apply it into sex? And in my late 20s, after a terrible breakup, I decided to go like, I'm going to do this. And then, holy behold, I didn't know that I could apply a growth mindset to sex. And you could, you know, good lovers are not born, as made. So I really live by that. And I think a lot of the orgasm gap is a skill gap, you know, more than equipment. <laughs> so, um, so, and I went down this rabbit hole on sex hacking. And the first thing I learned was squirting. So... <laughs> I, and funny enough, I learned a lot at sex parties because it was like kind of the gym, right? It's evidence-based learning. I could look how people do things. And usually they're not doing it for a camera, although there's a lot of sport, sport fucking when it comes to sex party too. However, they're still real life, real people, and I get to talk to them. So both I'm like nerding from scientific journal to real world application. And I found a way to really deconstruct sex in a way that is more like a personal trainer. You know how they say like a bear is not interesting, a unicycle is not interesting, but a bear that could wear a unicycle is interesting. <laughs> so I'm that weird, you know, personal trainer background, sex educator. So I'm all about like skill acquisition. How do people actually learn to do it? Because I don't think most do real like I'm not, I don't want to shit on on all the straight guys. But however, they don't care like they improving cliteracy right, doesn't really help them in the way that how do they apply it in the bedroom is what matters. So I don't think people only want to be more sexually informed. They want to acquire the skills. So I really focus on the skill acquisition. And now I'm like, my dick is all over the internet. I'm shooting porn. I'm making sex ed video. And uh, here I am. Yeah. Oh, I love this story, and I love the comparison of the bear. The, well, the bear, <laughs> the unicycle. Yes, the visual gr is great <laughs> there. <laughs> but <laughs> sex parties to the gym, and also how you talked about um, the the application, and it's you said uh, the the growth mindset is really mm -hmm. an interesting way to think about sex and the the menu, the available menu for everyone out there. It can be this growth mindset. So that is really. 
fucking thought-provoking. Thank you for that. Um, and uh, thank you for being here. I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, as Amy was mentioning before we started recording, we watched a video of some of your um, skills about squirting uh, on th this Beducated platform. And it was incredible. So let's talk about squirting from the perspective of so someone that perhaps hasn't a able to um, been able excuse me, has never been able to achieve the art of squirting. There, uh, uh, is there a way that they can adapt or learn how to squirt, or is it all about uh, the, the partner involved? Or uh, can you just talk a little bit more about, from a, a layman's term, a lay, a lay human's term, uh, squirting and uh, how to do that? Well, I think the first thing is I'm also running the world's largest scientific research on squirting right now with my business partner, Dr. Jana. So their last sample size with their previous study, and we have analyzed all the studies out there, is like less than 400 people. And since Dr. Jana is such a size queen, we got a huge data set and we got like close to 8,000 people answering the survey. So we have pretty comprehensive data on not only like, I think it's, there's an over-glorification of it on one end. Like everybody think it's like, let's make this splash show. And then there's also removing shame, right? That's people feel a lot of shame about wetting their bed or squirting or, or whatever people feel. So we kind of want to do destigmatize it, also not over-glorifying squirting. So that's the first thing. But when it comes to squirting, um, I think most vulva owner, most women could do it is, is a learned skill. Um, and then there's a partner who's providing the sensation. There is voluntary because you could learn to gain voluntary control versus, you know, someone inducing an involuntary version. And what I mean by involuntary is, you know, if try this, like stick out one finger. OK, I want you to poke yourself between your eyes. And then most people blink. Right. That's a reflex. But keep your eyes open. Try not to blink. Try not blink. to blink. Oh, See, you could try not to blink. She's April a squirter. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you, if you blink, you're a squirter. That'd be amazing. It's that easy. Podcast yeah, over. Easy. <laughs> you know, like that thing when your doctor hit your knee and all of a sudden you do a kick involuntarily. So it's a reflex that you could trigger it by... It, you could trigger it just like you could stop yourself from yawning or you could yawn. There's, there's voluntary control that you could gain over those uh, PC muscles. So most of you can learn how to do it, but a lot of people uh, equate that as fluid coming out as an orgasm. So that is not true. A lot of people don't orgasm while they're squirting. You could, it could work. They could be adjacent, so they could or parallel. They could squirting while they're coming as well. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But it's definitely a learnable skill. But one thing that I really love about teaching squirting is sort of in the nerdy, in a more nerdy sense. It is a great tool for neuroanatomy because um, G-spot, A-spot, cervical sensation respond to pressure a lot better than fiction. So G-spot stimulation that cause squirting is a great way to teach the pressure, like how to adjust the pressure so it feels good. So I love um, teaching people how to produce sensation internally that feels very unique, very different, very strong. And it could lead to squirting and it could lead to orgasm with squirting. But it's definitely a skill. And most people, most people who just watch porn and get their sex at that way, like they learn how to drive by watching the Fast and Furious. They just like the they have to learn the physics, <laughs> real world physics. So once they get it, it's really effective. 
That's not the way to learn, everyone. Not driving from the Fast and the Furious. So, okay, I'm going to go into a personal Amy story about squirting. Um, and so I think there's something in uh, my, my family genetics um, because my mom, uh, who listens to the podcast, hey, mom, what's up, um, uh, identifies as a, a squirter. And um, I also, my very first orgasm I ever had, I had already had penetrative sex with three people, never had orgasms, never squirted with them. My very first orgasm was when I was eighteen. I was eighteen. I used the Water Dancer by Vibratex, mm-hmm. so it's like a little, very powerful clitoral vibrator, um, mm-hmm. which you can still find at PurePleasure.com. Everyone, Pure go check shop. it out. Oh, sorry, Jesus, Pure Pleasure Shop. Thanks, April. God, it's a hard day over <laughs> here. Uh, PurePleasureShop.com. Use coupon code ShamelessX. You get fifteen percent off the Water Dancer. Um, anyways, so I use that. I. Uh, squirted. I ejaculated. I produced a little puddle. I was by myself. I had a partner at the time. Actually, who's out the window right now? Hey, what's up? That's my ex-partner right now. What's up, ex-partner of many years ago? Um, Anyways, we live on the same property. Eh. So anyways, okay, back to the story. So, and I knew what it was. I had already read... is it Deborah Sundahl's book about female ejaculation? So I, I was aware that it was a thing. And so I didn't shame myself, but I was like, what the fuck? And then and then it opened up the floodgates, floodgates. And then when I would would masturbate or with a with a vibrator or actually have sex, then I could squirt for a while. Then what happened? And there will be a question here, by the way. Then what happened is I ended up still shaming myself, convincing myself I must be peeing. This must not be real, even though I knew that I'm like, but it's not because this is pleasure. I'm not peeing. It's very different. It looks different. It feels different. It smells different. When I start to pee, it's hard to stop the flow. Um, Although I do have stronger PC muscles, sometimes it's hard to stop. Whereas when I'm squirting, it's just like gushes, little like splashes. Uh, And then it turned off. So this is like early 20s. Then it turned back on when I was about 25 or 26 when someone milked, and I'm using the word milk intentionally, they rubbed my G-spot really hard to a point where it was almost actually too much, but they almost pushed the fluid out. And then it turned it back on. It was consensual, by the way. Um, it was actually on the counter of my old retail store, Pure Pleasure, by the way. We were closed at that time, of uh, the old sex shop. Um, and then it turned on, then it stayed on for a while. Then uh, I had some traumatic stuff happen in a relationship, and then it turned off. Then all of a sudden the relationship was good, and then it turned back on. Then the relationship was bad, and it turned off. And so my question here is, actually will be multiple parts. Um, I guess I want to break it up into a couple things. Because I, uh, you made a you made a face, and we this is video is on YouTube by the way, so you can see when I said milking, you were like, I know what you're talking about. You can push it really mm-hmm. hard and yeah. kind of force the fluid, but that might not actually feel good. Although in that moment, I was like, yeah, rough sex, this is great. Um, and so I guess how how can people learn to to square in a way? Is is what you're teaching? Is it that like let's push it really hard, push the G spot, or is it like slow, intentional build up to the point where the people have this relaxing release, which which I've had? And then also my second question, and if that's too confusing for you, we can just address the first one. Do you see this where it goes on and off, and it's based on emotional states, and like there's a lot more to it than just the hand technique? Yeah, I mean, you brought up so many different distinctions that <laughs> I, I that. could kind of like <laughs> I could kind of break it down to pieces. Um, let's talk about the emotional part. I think is that's important because okay, so baseline, what I, I just finished writing my book during COVID, and I got to interview 
um, Dr. James Faust, which talks a lot about the, the dual control model. So Emily Lagowski wrote uh, Come As You Are. So the Love dual it. control model is the brake and the accelerator. So when you're in an inhibitory system, right, you want to literally inhibit everything, your emotions, your, your brakes are on. So you don't feel maybe as relaxed or trusting to let go. Letting go as letting your body take over and just be in this function. You know, it's like you're holding down a burp or like, hold. I mean, I don't want to sound more gross, but it's like holding in a fart. You just don't feel comfortable being yourself, <laughs> right? It's not very different. So it could be that you're at that time, you just didn't feel like there's enough trust or you feel vulnerable and you just don't want to let go all the way. A lot of people, like first time squirter would have a emotional release as well because under from the neuroanatomy standpoint, those like especially your vagus nerve and your hypogastric nerve, it is the same more on the vagus. It's more how emotion, e- emotion, the motion part, like that gut level feeling. A lot of that sensation feels like a peer cramp, but pleasurable, you know? Right. So on that side, so if you're not, so if you suppress your emotion, you don't feel all of it. Right. So because we could, we could voluntarily shuffle our feeling down. Right. So if your emotional channel is not open, a lot of times that we inhibit our bodily function as a byproduct. So we are controlling it so we don't feel more pain or more pleasure. Right. So because letting go, you have to allow pain or pleasure go through your entire body. So my hypothesis at that time, you might feel more inhibited because you don't want to fully let go or surrender or be in your body experience. So that could be one thing about the turning off, turning off part. Um, on the mechanical side, and please let me know if I'm being too nerdy. No, we <laughs> no. love nerdy. Yeah. We're like, yeah, yeah, nerds are hot. I love this. So um, when it comes, so, so the G-spot right on, so the G-spot on top of the G-spot is the urethral sponge, which swells up while you get sexually stimulated. And a hypothesis from the study is that fluid builds up in your bladder as well during sexual stimulation, but not the same filtration that you go to making urine because it just want everything to be engorged. So what we think that happened is that Doing sexual stimulation, your bladder want to fill up quickly. That's why it's so much more diluted than if you were just, you know, urine. So especially for people who literally just pee before they went on uh, one of the study and they get sonogram and you literally see the fluid build back up really quickly. So we're not sure. I mean, we haven't done another sample of the sonogram, but those are the reason that we believe that um, the glushing liquid that you see in porn especially, is is fluid building up on the pl- on in your bladder. Now, the urethral sponge builds up some milky white substance, which is si- similar to prostate fluid. So the urethral sponge is, is, is the female version of the male prostate. So they also have a little ducts around your urethra that could come out. So it could mix this fluid from the bladder to the, the milky substance from the sponge. So you could have like droplets to like a shot glass worth of the Milky Way substance or a Gatorade bottle worth of their, their, um, their clear fluid. So I think the best way to, and this is, is again, this is hypothesis still. We're like analyzing their data. But so this is what I believe. When a guy have a heart on, it's really hard for him to pee because they're, the swelling of the, um, the engorgement of the penis prevent like it really shuts down, you're, but you really could pee if you really try to. 
Like if you have a hard on, you really got to be, you could do it. It's the same thing that they're, the swelling, it just prevent uh, fluid from coming out, right? But you could kind of override it, especially doing intense orgasm when you're fully letting go and you're surrendering. Some, for some people, fluid just comes out. I think when you when people are like feeling like the entire experience in their body is sort of a release, you know, and it could be e- released emotionally, the tension, their the G spot, and sometimes when people are having penetrative sex for the first time, it kind of feels like you have to pee a little bit, but not exactly. It could be a pleasurable, and that's where like uh, Emily's book is so important. It's all about the context you associate with that sensation. So you talk about shame earlier. So imagine you're a typical female who want to keep the virginity, so don't penetrate internally. And then as soon as you start having penetrative sex, you have this weird feeling that you kind of have to be. And then you're thinking about, I don't want to pee in my partner. So you're just so used to clinching mm-hmm. as an involuntary clinch. And until you find a partner that you feel safe enough and relaxed enough, the one that you will pee in the same bathroom where it's brushing your teeth, like that kind of <laughs> relax and chill. Yeah. And then sometimes the squirting happened because it required the same level of comfort and trust. Mm. So, yeah. So this this is, I think, important when it comes to sex, uh, especially in partnership or uh, th- like the trust piece is so is is so heavily underestimated or accounted for. Right. Sometimes mm-hmm. uh, we just uh, are, are goal oriented, which brings me to uh, the subject of orgasm in relation to because you, you mentioned uh, sometimes you can ejaculate and it won't feel uh, as though you've had the release of, of a typical maybe cervical orgasm or a clitoral orgasm or uh, the, dif- the difference from human to human can be so different. Uh, so I know from my own personal experience, I have ejaculated and haven't had the release of a typical orgasm that I feel is typical for me. So can you talk a little bit about the, the, how, how those things are related in terms of orgasm to ejaculation and, um, if they're, if they're married or their cousins or <laughs> are they even they related could, at all? Yeah. <laughs> they could happen in parallel. So you could have an orgasm and, and the definition of orgasm is it, is there's so many different sort of scientific definition like is it the subjective experience you have in it, with your brain is it the release of sexual tension is it the pelvic floor contracting in a certain pattern they all they all could be depending on what the person feel but you could definitely release the fluid without having the orgasm bit subjectively so for so it's like what I talk about the trigger earlier like hitting your knee like by the doctor you could do that and then it would just let go because you, you know, it just comes out. But it doesn't mean that person enjoyed it or had an orgasm. But I think guys are so attached to the idea of like us ejaculating as orgasm. So we feel like we've done something when we see some totally. <laughs> splash show. I did it. So, yeah. so dear basic bro, it doesn't mean they had an orgasm. And um, But I think many basic bros are also very caring too. They just don't know, you know. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast was made possible by Uberlube. It's a luxurious silicone lubricant that enhances sex and intimacy. We receive emails from listeners who have tried Uberlube, and the feedback is unanimous. We never knew lube could be this good. 
It's also less likely to throw off the pH than most other lubes, and there are thousands of doctors recommending Uber Lube to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks experiencing dryness. Uber Lube is without a doubt my favorite lube. It has no flavor, no scent, and feels absolutely amazing on my body. And it isn't just for sex. I use it to tame my hair frizzies, to prevent chafing, and I even put some in my mouth before an oral sex session. Totally ups my blowjob game. Oh, and the bottle, it's beautiful. It looks like a cosmetic product. So I just leave it out on my nightstand, totally shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off, plus free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast is also free to you because of another one of our amazing sponsors like Dadgrass. Who doesn't love a trip down memory lane? Dadgrass takes you back in time when music was on vinyl, Hangouts been actually hanging out, and we didn't send you to the freaking moon. It's time to revive the pleasure of the casual smoke. Dadgrass is organic, smokable hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Their 100% organic joints are very low in THC and high in CBD, so you can enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. It's like having a glass of wine, not the whole bottle. While Dadgrass is for vulva owners, penis owners, and all types of bits, they also offer Momgrass, CBG joints, for a more energized vibe. And best of all, their products are federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Plus, right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com shameless. Go to dadgrass.com slash shameless for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash shameless. Go get your buzz on with ease like the good old days. Dad is optional. All right, back to the interview. That's actually quite nice to say. Well, and and I think I don't want to shame anyone from the way that we learned, you know, obviously, like if we learned, we saw that in porn or we had a past partner who squirted when they had an orgasm and that was their experience. So then then you're like, but that's what I saw or what I learned. And and, you know, sex is so dynamic and diverse. And then I just bring it back to the idea of penis owners and how penis owners, you know, there's young four year old penis owners who are wanking themselves. You know, they're like in the corner kind of rubbing one out and they they can have orgasms orgasms but they're not ejaculating their body it doesn't have the ability to do it yet and then they have the ability later via hormones and all the changes and then it goes hand in hand and then there's the you know the penis owning people who eventually maybe want to learn how to have multiple orgasms without ejaculation so that they can have orgasm after orgasm without the refractory phase and they get it they're like oh i understand the fact that they are separate but i think that the experience and and i also bring this to vulva owners um I know the people, so penis owners who have the experience of them being married, like April said, might have a hard time separating the two. And then their worthiness is built on like, I did it. Um, which the whole, your worthiness being built on performing and making your partner have pleasure in itself, I think can, can be a trap. Also though, I know vulva owners who have never experienced it and they're like, it's not real. It's just pee. It's not real because they've never experienced it either. They've experienced orgasm without it. They maybe have tried it and it hasn't worked. So maybe we could go with like, what are, 
and this goes with my first part question about like the milking the G spot in uh, the technique, you know, when you're, so I uh, obviously emotional state and relaxation and safety have something to do with it. But if you were talking to the beginner and we were just giving them some like basic steps on how to learn, and maybe we'll, we could speak to you, however you want to go about it, speaking to someone learning for themselves with their own hands, or you could speak to a, to a partner or maybe you do both up to you um, on how to provide this um, or learn how to do this. What would be like your top tips for some technique? Well, I have a free video on Pornhub. It's like has over 7 million view, like on the technique that have their technique that I, that I love to teach. So you basically, I mean, if this is a video on YouTube, you're making this gangster hand sign, right? (laughs) So imagine, yeah, yeah. Imagine this is the anus and this is the clit. So my palm is pushing against the clit. And I'm pushing my hand up so the back of my finger is pushing towards the anus, creating a free space. So for a moment, there is free space. And then I'm pulling back down. So I'm just going up and down like this. So my palm is in contact with the clit and the back of my finger is pushing down towards the anus. And then my finger is going back up. So I'm not flexing my finger. I'm just using my arm. So oh, it's like a straight hand yeah. movement. Yeah. Yo, interesting. But so pressure this way. And then going up and down like this. And because I was a fitness nerd, I kind of like try variation of like, how do I sustain that move like a UFC fighter? Because you don't want to lose. You don't want to reach. You're cramping. You're, like, oh. you're cramping. Oh, oh, I'm almost there. Oh, don't stop. Don't stop. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the best position is and which is shown in the video. So you can just look up kind of play squirting um, 101 on Pornhub. But you basically do you the the person who's doing the hand motion is in a bend over row position because <laughs> you could use bigger muscles. <laughs> Wait, a bend over you, rowing? Row. Ro- yeah. Well, so, so a bend, bend over, over row, row is a back oh. exercise when you're pulling your arm this oh, way. Oh, yeah. Right? So those are, are the bigger cramping? muscles. Everyone's yeah. like, yeah. Cramping. Yeah. Wait, pause. <laughs> going to YouTube. We gotta <laughs> see yeah, you gotta watch this. Yeah. <laughs> and then you you are in a triangle stand with your, you know, one palm down, two knees, so your center of gravity is good. And then what, and then if her leg, one of her leg is on your shoulder, what it do is that it gives her a slight interior pelvic tilt, meaning that her, her, her clit is closer to her chin. So she's bent this way, which helps uh. too, because it give, gives you more leverage. And when all those things combined, I have tested many variations of this. That's one of the most reliable techniques for first time squirting if you want a semi-involuntary version of it. And you could grow, you, you could go quite vigorously um, and, and you could calibrate with their partner, but basically you could dial it in quite well. And then you also have a lot of control over the movement and at least to 90-ish percentile. And if you want to try it, yeah. Oh, and, okay. So... But like, wait, wait, wait. Like, I, well, what yeah. part though? I think that I'm trying wanna... to get a visual. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I got it. I got um, the visual. So if you want to have a orgasm accompanying that, the best way is to edge that person a lot. They're dying to have an orgasm, like an inch away from the cliff, right? And then do the move, and you will get enough uh, clitoral stimulation from the palm and intense G-spot sensation. And it kind of makes you want to scream a little bit because there's a lot of sympathetic arousal. So flight or flight is when you have an orgasm. So when you combine all those things, then voila. Oh, oh the magic yeah. happens. 
And yeah. so for everyone out there that doesn't know about squirting to gushing, because mm-hmm. there's some sometimes people think of squirting and they think it's going to be almost uh, like a squirt bottle, like of, projectile, right? Where it would come out like a like a stream shooting out, where you'd have to wear uh, some safety glasses, <laughs> and th- they think of it like that. And I have seen porn where people do squirt, and it, it is it is a stream that is very um, directed and, and it's impressive. And then um, in my experience, it's been more or less uh, f- for me personally, it's been more of a, a gushing that doesn't it does not stream out does that have to do with just the person or the pelvic floor strength or is it the the type of of um stimulation the 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 g-spot is receiving or uh is it just is it just it's a variable is it, is it a total variable you just don't know what you're gonna get can i learn how to projectile squirt she wants to get yeah, in my that's, eyes that's, what she's yeah, saying i want to get in amy's uh, eye <laughs> absolutely you, you don't need g-spot stimulation to squirt a lot of people could just do to any type of stimulation it's sort of like you could learn to voluntary control that just like your reflexes you could try not to blink even though someone trying to poke you in the eye like the reflex is to blink but you could try not to so you could override those reflexes um on my course, so on the point of video, I show the technique on my course, I really do a lot of coaching on the receiver because it's about when the receiver needs to be first, they need to associate that G spot sensation, like change the context. You know, like when you the way I coach it is that first I would tell them to squeeze my finger with their pelvic floor. Right. And what that feels like versus a relaxed state and versus bearing down like you're trying to pee a little faster, like you're trying to push a tampon out. So the best way to learn how to squirt is that when the partner is bearing down slightly, just Mm -hmm. slightly, and especially when they register that sensation, that intense G-spot sensation, it's counterintuitive because when you feel that, you want to clinch, right? When I talk about when when a lot of over-owner, a lot of women learn about, you know, first-time penetrative sex. So what you want to do is do a little, I know I sound like a personal trainer all the time, but a little bit of coaching. (laughs) So I would go like, when you feel this, bear down a little bit. But the guy must know all the type of muscular contraction their, their uh, vagina could do. So they need to know what it feels like when someone is clinching, squeezing versus relax versus bearing down. Hmm. For, for, for some vulva owner, is, is invo- it's voluntary and they're conscious of it, meaning and from just involuntary things just happening. So you want to turn some involuntary things into a voluntary control. So as soon as the, the, um, the receiver learn how to bear down just a little, and also the other, the other coaching that I really love teaching is teaching them how to move that energy. There's a lot of like Tantra or kink practice. When you have large sensation, right, large uh, stimulation on your body, you know when you go down a roller coaster, you're like, dit, 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 dit. you know it's coming. So you could fight up. it, right? You could fight it or you could just go and then like let yourself and en- like enjoy that experience. So the state of mind matters quite a bit. So if you could combine the giver and the receiver, right, and do it at the right timing and everyone knows what they're doing, then it's super easy. And if they're squirter, want to squirt a little fat, fat uh, further, just bear down a little harder. That's the muscle that controls that. So it's like like a yeah so and so coming to that bearing down so Get like your the, safety glasses the pushing ready. out yeah yeah more my safety mm-hmm. glasses right now you, wait where are your glasses oh you were wearing them earlier mm-hmm. um so you kind of you're kind of like pushing out as if you're trying to push some pee out or something or mm-hmm. some sort of like pushing your genitals outward I'm doing it right now everyone yep. everyone one yep. two three bear down mm-hmm. ah. 
It's so nice, like the basement. Hey, here we are. Um, so that's so that's what one of your top tips there on how people can learn to do it. So, um, have you ever um, met or worked with someone who? They did all the things. They felt, you know, as safe as possible. They were bearing down and they still, a Volvo owner, they still couldn't do this. You know, is this something that pretty much all Volvo owners have the ability to do in your opinion? Well, I, my sample size is probably definitely over a thousand by now. And in the earlier days when I was testing, now it was only two user. I, mean, I sound like a crazy nerd, but no, it's, I like only it. two, it's, <laughs> it's only two user case that I did not I did not incorporate the coaching bit. Like as mm. soon as I do the coaching bit, then it's a, like at 100 percent. I mean, late, I mean, for the last, I don't know, four or five years it's 100 percent. The coaching bit was the critical part. It wasn't their guy. You know, it's like this cliche, I'm going to make you squirt. Like you're you're supporting, you're inducing, right? But it really is her allowing her, you know, her experience and really letting go and surrendering and not fighting her own uh, sexual function. Hmm. And when she's in that state, it's not, I think the, the other part is that when you clinch and you receive intense g-spot stimulation and you're not in the trusting mode it hurts yeah right it's not the function your body wants but you don't want that to happen right so you don't want the override to happen it feels awkward and doesn't feel good so soon as um my partner learned how to enjoy the experience that's when everything changed so instead of just coaching the giver like it's actually both parties Hmm. that makes sense oh so is it important to drink a lot of fluids if you're if you aren't yet a squirter or a gusher and you are listening to this podcast and you're going to try it this evening, uh, should you get ready like you just went to the gym and, and drink some electrolytes and, <laughs> and you know, make sure you're all, you're all uh, beefed up with the right amount of food and calories in Do your system? Do I need system? to eat kale before, yeah. basically? <laughs> right. Is that helpful? Because uh, there could yes. be a lot of pressure with, with, with the amount of fluids that are in your system. And, and so you need to be hydrated, basically. Yeah, you don't. You definitely don't want to like pressure fun like pressure function. Pressure doesn't feel good. Like when people like want you to come for their own ego, it does not feel good. So the person who's giving has to be detached from the outcome. So I think that's really helpful. You just want to be in service. You want to focus on her pleasure. You're doing it for her. I think is a really good start. The second bit is, you know, be hydrated. Pee right before you do it. Let the fluid, like new round of fluid build up. Because if you have some leftover urine in there, it's going to come with, right? So you want to empty out your bladder prior. I'm going to give you all the sex hacks. You want yeah. to, if you, like, for some people psychologically making a mess, you know, for the people who likes to keep everything clean and everything April's tidy. April's hand right now, everyone, just so you know. <laughs> I know. If you, like, if you see a stain on your ceiling and you're having sex, that stain <laughs> will annoy you the whole fucking time. <laughs> April will be like, stop, uh, I need to go clean this that. This is resonating yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so much. So you want to eliminate any inhibiting thoughts, like I'm going to ruin my sheets, whatever it is. So one of the uh, simple hack is to buy a extra large puppy pad for extra large dogs because it's bigger. Put it underneath your bed and then put a towel on top so it's less clean up. It will suck up everything and you don't have to worry about your sheet. Have a water uh, proof uh, mattress cover if you you... So you want to create the, their psychological safety. I could just let go. It's all going to be okay. Right? And you could clean it up like a pro. So that will lower inhibition where we talk about the inhibitory system. And then 
Um, this is big. If you work out, guys, shave your calluses. If you're gonna rub your palm against a vulva, make sure you have nice hands. Go do your nails. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you don't wear a wear a latex glove, um, that would be it. and it, and also lubed up. Like put a put a laughable amount of lube on your hand is great. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so those are all the quick sex hack that you could do it. Mucous membranes love some moisture, right? So that's pussies yeah. and cocks and, and even asses, right? Especially and saliva, asses. Saliva mm-hmm. doesn't last doesn't as long as it. lube. And it just, you have to have the lubrication. Yeah. And a, a sex blanket, The fat, like I love the fascinator, and it does give me the security, yeah. knowing that I won't have to wash my sheets. Yes, that's psychological. Even, yes, yeah. and it's true. It helps me release and, and drop in and be more comfortable. I have that even with all body fluids. Like even if I'm not squirting, but my body is just producing more of like a milky consistency from cervical fluid based on my cycle and then I'm like oh shit now I gotta like wash all my sheets and my comforter and um, so just laying down the fascinator throw um, again also sold at purepleasureshop.com said that right it makes a big difference because then I can just relax and let go and let it get all over the place whatever it is and all I do is wash one blanket and it's super easy or maybe I just keep using that blanket again it has some snail trails on it you know so it makes a big difference and what's really interesting about squirting is so it doesn't like pressure in the way that it's emotional pressure or mental mm-hmm. pressure where the partner is like, you, I, I want you to squirt for me. Or like, I need to squirt. It doesn't like that. Most And pleasure in general generally doesn't like that. Erections don't like it. My pussy generally doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. But physical pressure... That isn't, so it's not emotional. It's a, the actual physical, like the, the whether it's from a vibrator on yeah. the clit or hands or fingers on the G spot, G area. Or um, I guess here's another piece. Have you ever seen people squirt just from anal stimulation without yeah, even um, touching any of the clit or the vag? I mean, you touching the vag do anal do their do their. I mean, it's kind of indirect G spot. Yeah, it's indirect. Yeah. It's just a, it's yeah. just like a membrane away. I'm actually making that content this week. I'm shooting anal squirting because people ask about Ooh. it. So I could creator i'm creating a little add-on mini course to my sex hacker pro course where at anal squirting because they're just new stuff that i've learned and different techniques that you could do um obviously it has to be really warmed up that person has to be comfortable with anal sex to begin with but once everything is ready to go you could definitely have a anal orgasm with squirting but American is really good at isolating things. Like we like the vegan diet or the carnivore diet. We can only <laughs> eat one freaking thing. So when it comes to sexual stimulation, it's not isolate. Like you are trying to isolate only a spot. And then we want this orgasm to be, I just tickle right here. But when it comes to orgasm, the nerves are do different spots. Just like you could get full eating steak, rice, and some vegetable it doesn't make it better if you just eat meat. So usually a full meal is full of complexity. So people tend to want to isolate, but bring in the whole party, the more the merrier. I think that's a good idea in general. It's the menu, right? Yeah. The menu, mm-hmm. the sex menu. Uh, and the pressure piece is really, I think, important for everyone to take away, taking away the pressure, the the mental pressure, because mm-hmm. I know that I haven't been able to to uh, squirt on command. I, I'd love to, but I just can't. When you and So when you have squirt, has it been from an so external was, toy? So or? I was just going to actually, you're on the same I'm curious. wavelength yeah. as me. So what I wanted to, to share um, with folks out there is that we're talking a lot about being penetrated penetrated by a giver um, and the receiver is able to to squirt and I, and I've had the experience the first time I was ever able to ejaculate I was using a, a very pow- the magic wand this extremely powerful vibrator externally and I was able to to squirt without 
any penetration at all. I was solo and I was, I grew up as I was a bedwetter until a very late age. So I was super ashamed. And then I was like, and this was in my late twenties. And I turned that off because I was like, I don't want to clean up this. This is like my mom yelling at me, telling me she's going to put me in diapers when I was 10 because I would wet to bed again. And oh my God, I can't do this. And so I shamed myself. And then I realized like, wow, that was really cool. And then when I started to really drop into my sexuality, um, I have been able to do that uh, again and again, of, of course, not on command, but um, from just external stimulation. So the question is, do you always need penetration for as is is I'm like the guinea pig here but um as I can attest to I didn't but do other folks out there is this is this a commonality can people do this just with products or themselves or their fingers I think they associate g-spot stimulation because that's a like a more reliable way for first time squirting but I think I don't remember the number exactly is about 50 50 like external only combination g-spot but the pressure definitely have that like involuntary valve opening, and then the, there's enough pressure building up, so it just make it uh, make it easier. But if you you know for a vulva owner, they just have to learn how to bear down a little bit, and when they have intense orgasm, not to hold back, not to clinch, because it's a there's a very you know um, involuntary like habit. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you have to learn how to like surrender and let your body do what it wants to do. Like you're riding your own waves and you have to not control it. So that's whole the mindfulness practice is so beautiful because it's about experiencing your experience. So as nerdy as I am, like growing up in Hong Kong, like the East is really love teaching people how to experience the world. And the West is how explain how the world work. I left their mm -hmm. combination of both. So. So there is the science bit, but ultimately you still have to learn how to experience it fully. Mm. I think that's super yeah. valuable. So our, our listeners are like, they love them some woo, you know, they're, but like not a ton of it. Because if it's all woo, you're like, it's all about the energy. You're they're the like, perfect amount of woo Gems and crystals, yeah. I'm tuning out. But then if it's all science, then we're just in our heads, right? There's like a beauty uh. behind having the knowledge and technique. And yet there is such thing as too much because then we're just trying to like hack all the things and look at our notes and like, let me press pause and go look at the book or go listen to this podcast again and then I'll give you the orgasm and it can get really confusing in there on how on how to navigate this whole space so so okay so you uh are you just finished writing your book I believe this mm -hmm. podcast is coming out somewhere around November of 2021 and you have a book coming out we don't have the ET I don't think but we, what it, what can people expect from your book like what can you tell us a little bit more about that and then also uh, we're also would love to know more about you said some of the offerings on Pornhub and things but what can people expect from your book and how can they find you and work with you and like are you are you, are you working people one-on-one -on -one? like can I can I go in a I session do. with you right yeah after? Yes, I do some one on one, but that usually with my uh, mentor, Pamela Metzen, at a woman's own and run retreat called Back to the Body org. So, Pamela Metzen. And that's why I got so much like hands on experience from all walks of life, from different scenarios, from learning how to release trauma to learning all the ways it could have orgasm to learning how to have multiple orgasm, extended orgasm, all the good stuff that you could learn. Because to me, it's not very different than personal training, like, it's a skill that you could learn. Um, as far as the book, the book is called Beyond Satisfy. And ironically, the most the Beyond Satisfy experience is able to give someone pleasure. 
it's not just so about receiving pleasure. So it's sort of a, you know, you could go both way on the beyond satisfied part, but it's a really about endless orgasm, mind blowing connection. The connection piece is really important. The safety, their, their, their connection, even in the most casual sex, you could still have intimacy. And the last bit is about lasting confidence because I think skill, like having a skill, is what really gives you confidence. So I love to cook and you could throw me in any kitchen and I could find something, I could make something delicious because I know how to cook. So I think a lot of men just don't have um, a vehicle or opportunity to really get proper sex ed and not in a way that it's just about disease, but about pleasure, but in a way they could actually learn to do something. Because, you know, when when guys really nerd out on something like jujitsu, they really go after it because it's a thing that they could really embrace. So I love building confidence from competence. Mm. And, and, wait, so Pamela Madsen, that's mm-hmm. uh, where they can access uh, how to find you? No, no, that is... That is for the retreat that I work with her sometime. Yeah, for me, go to kennethplay.com. I have uh, my Sex Hacker Pro course, which feature over 70 video, 12 hours of content. I teach everything from kink to anal to penetration to oral to fingering to theory, anatomy, multiple orgasm. And I really break it down like a personal trainer. And the nerdy part of me broke it down like a game tutorial. So like you learn a new skill. Each skill is about like anywhere from three to 17 minutes of videos. And then you could try that skill right away. And then you built your skill because imagine you're learning like, okay, let's learn how to do anal entry. And then you slowly anal penetration. Then you learn bondage. And then you learn king. So you could tie someone up anal orgasm now with the new content i'm adding you could get anal squirting while someone is tied up that really enjoys it so you could combine skills and you can mm. make it in any way you want it's like zelda when you're getting all the treasures <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. All the treasures, and you're like oh, i'm moving to uh, i have so many treasures <laughs> it's been a long yeah. time since i played but it, that sounds good it's like collecting treasures or like pokemon <laughs> uh, <laughs> although i haven't played but I know about it. Maybe and I Pokemon. Like it. Although, uh, actually, no, I did hear it. Never mind. That's a whole tangent. But some po- Pokemon kink and uh, wearing Pokemon. <laughs> kind of has nothing to do with that. Yeah, yeah Squirtle. <laughs> Squirtle. <laughs> Squirtle. <laughs> <laughs> be, is that your Pokemon name, Squirtle? Oh, my God. Cool. Oh, <laughs> this is so fun, Kenneth. You have, you're such a wealth of information. And a we- like, I love the personal trainer meets this sex coach because you take all the the fundamentals that are involved it's not just a, a quick fix or a, a switch this and 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 you're going to be able to do that you really uh start from the the ground up so uh i, I love what you're doing and uh keep, keep doing it more how many more treasures can we expect to collect <laughs> from kenneth play yeah my yeah. book is coming out valentine's day next year hopefully um pre-order could happen if we get everything on time could happen even on black friday to start a pre-sale but i think there's another message i really want to send for a lot of straight guys out there it doesn't matter how much money you have or how fit you are those things does not translate to sex skill so you get all the money in the world and you could be look like a supermodel and you could be terrible in bed so that is a whole separate domain so i hope you invest time in to work on that domain of your life as well Mm, oh my god thank you for that good message where can they pre-order your book because I don't believe you shared that it's going to be on kenneffplay.com just sign up for my newsletter follow me on Instagram so everything in kenneffplay if you want to see some free content go to Pornhub just type in kenneffplay 
Um, I'm, I'm also now I have to start a only like create an OnlyFans account soon because it's a better way to host content. Uh-oh. So yeah, but I I think yeah, thank you so much for interviewing me and let me share my yeah. story. We love you. We'll have all the information in our show notes too, so you can click on the links ooh, and so that will all I, be there too. For your audience, if you coupon code Shameless, all cap, will give you the. Black Friday pre-sale, so 50% off my course. So normally I sell it for $4.97. You get $250 off if you use your code Shameless. And I love promoting this way. So if you enjoy this podcast and you listen all the way to the end, you get you save $250. I love that. And saving money is great. And support Kenneth Play because he's supporting all of us with all of this amazing knowledge, helping all, us all, the world, become uh, more tapped in, and tuned into our pleasure. My vulva's happy about it. And although Kenneth didn't mention uh, hydrating with wine, sometimes <laughs> you can also hydrate with some wine. Just mix it with some electrolytes. It will help you squirt. And maybe, maybe, love, maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> I, I said it could. It may, maybe, perhaps. And, uh, I mean, it's happened to me before. Marginswine.com. You know why we love Margins Wine. We love it so much. It's small batch boutique wine. Uh, it's actually from California. Just sign up for the newsletter. There's only a few releases a year you can try a bottle or if you want to try three or more you can save 10 percent off that order by using code shameless sex 10 or if you buy six or more bottles save 15 percent. just use code shameless sex 15 remember this is only available to our beautiful listeners just as kenneth play said with uh the coupon code shameless on kenneth play's website too will save you a bunch of moolah so get some wine get some sex ed get some squirt on yeah 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 all right. Can I give your audience one quick hack? Like super quick. It only took oh, me 30 yeah. seconds. So at the very end, if you master your skill and you give this person amazing, beyond satisfied squirting orgasm the first time, and then she's like in her puddle, the most beautiful thing you could say is, don't manage anything. I got you. Ooh. Yeah. <sighs> I think my pussy just got wet when yeah. you said that. Just saying. Yeah. Just <laughs> management love- ink would drop back in immediately and just tell them, you chill, I got you. Got this. Yeah, and I love, love all those those pieces of just like come with a I, warm towel. I love mm-hmm. this. I yeah, I can't towel. get enough mm-hmm. of this. All you need to do is relax. We're no, there's we are in no rush. I could do this all day. And by the way, you have mm-hmm. nothing you need to do here. I got you. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm gonna go masturbate in the corner right now and go. I'm gonna go bait. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna leave her <laughs> yeah. to it. No, you're gonna bait with me. Um, I don't, <laughs> we've never tapped into the mutual masturbation yet. All right. Well, I am sad to say goodbye to you, Kenneth Play, but uh, I know. We'll see you again. You were incredible. And to all of our shameless sex listeners, go ahead, give us five stars on iTunes. It helps people find these amazing sex educators like Kenneth Play. It helps them squirt and gush and and play, play, play. And we love you so much. Thank you for being part of the shameless sex revolution. We'll see you next Tuesday. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.